Aren't you glad God gives you a, an extreme makeover? Come on. He can take something that is ordinary and mundane and tired and make it fresh and new because he said, I make all things new. Come on, put your hands together and thank God that he's making all things new. Come on, stand with us if you're not standing now. Just, I want you to just look around the uh, space here and see how beautiful people look today. Come on, just, just look at somebody and tell them they look good. Come on. <laughs> Praise the Lord. We welcome our online family and the and this audience from all over the world today. We get reports constantly all over the world of how they're blessed by this church and this community and our pastors, and we thank God. Come on, give a great hand to our online audience today. Amen. Oh, let's, let's go before God today. How many of you came expecting? Come on, I got up with a great expectancy today. God, we thank you that you will do in this service what we have not seen you do in days gone by. We honor you. We bless you. Jehovah Nisi, you are our victory and our fighter, and you win all of our battles. Jehovah, Jehovah Sitkanu, you are our righteousness today, and we praise you. Jehovah Rapha, we declare that you are our healer. Jehovah Shalom, we say that you are our peace in every situation. God, we, we come before you, and we say that you know the need of every heart in this service, and you came prepared to meet every need because you said, I come and my reward is with me. Father, we lift up our praise to you. We put our hands together. We lift our voice. We get our dance on in the presence of Jesus, our maker. And we give glory to who glory is due. Come on, in Jesus' name, shout unto the Lord with a voice of triumph.
you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on and press in for a moment, church. Come on and just press into Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, we thank you, Lord, for the wonder-working power. Thank you, God, for the wonder-working power of the blood. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
coming to this house because I know that I'll feel the presence of the Lord in this place. I found myself the past couple weeks just in the hours leading up to it, just looking forward to it because I know the presence of God is already saturating the house and, and there's nothing like the presence of Jesus. Let's turn our hearts to giving this morning. If you'll stand to your feet, we'll say our offering declaration together. Because I am a tither and a giver, the windows of heaven are open to me, and God rebukes the devourer for my sake. I am blessed financially and receive a blessing that I cannot contain. I choose to sow cheerfully and bountifully, knowing I will reap bountifully. He makes me the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. The blessings of God are chasing me and over overtaking me because God loves to see me prosper. I'm believing him for advancements, God ideas, blessings and increases, financial freedom and breakthroughs. Amen. Ushers, you may serve the people today. Well, surprise, it's me again. And him. He said, and me. Don't get nervous. I'm not preaching today. Oh, my. But um, I do have some announcements. Um, I want to tell you that our pastors are out of town today. And um, how many saw what Pastor Kent released in Omaha this past week? Wasn't that powerful? 
I want to encourage you, go back and watch it again. Go back and share, because I believe that God is speaking in this hour to his church. And boy, it, it encourages me to hear what God is doing. Amen? So share it. Pass it on. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm here. You're stuck with me, I guess, for um, where are you from? Because we can't go on a Sunday, can we, without hearing where you're from? Church, we have, we have family all over the world. You would not believe it. We have people watching from all countries. If you're watching today um, on Facebook or live stream, put in the comments where you're from. But I'd just like to hear from you. Where are you from today? Texas. No, I heard Texas. It's Texas. Did I hear, did she say Tennessee? Who's from Tennessee today? <laughs> Anybody else, where are you from? California, would you stand and let us welcome you, California. Amen, oh, we've got California over here. Who else? Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania, would you stand and let us welcome you? Pennsylvania. Yes, and I heard Kentucky. Why don't you stand Kentucky and let us welcome you? Anybody else from Kentucky? Yes, open the balcony. Amen. Anybody else? Where are you from? Ohio. Would you stand and let us welcome you? Ohio. Amen. I think I heard New York. Did I hear New York? Why don't you stand and let us welcome you? New York. New York. God bless you. Anybody else? All hearts and minds are clear. Oh, good. Well, um, there's, I think they're still laughing about Texas. It was just Tennessee. Um, I, I have some exciting things that I do want to share. Oh, it is Texas. Look, after all, Texas. Hey, welcome. Why don't you stand and let us welcome you? Amen. This is, this is Lisa Binion. This is a very dear, um, longtime friend of our families. We're so glad to have you. Welcome today. Um, I also do want to say welcome to Samuel Brewer and Kelsey. Yeah, Samuel's here today. Listen, the Lord, the Lord spared him. The devil tried to take him out. But hallelujah, what the devil meant for evil, God is turning it for good. Hallelujah. This is a miracle right here. Thank you, Lord. Samuel, we're so glad to have you. Um, so next week is Baptism Sunday. And I'm a, do you love watching baptisms? I love it. When I'm worshiping, um, sometimes I forget that it's baptisms. And, and all of a sudden you start to clap and it, it makes me nervous. And then I realize that they're baptizing up here. But it blesses me. And so if you want to um, sign up for baptisms next week, please go to regenerationnashville.org and sign up. Also, I wanted to share with you, we have some of these cards um, that we have made up. This is um, a resource of Regeneration Nashville. And um, this is a card on baptism. It's uh, what we believe and then um, how to be baptized, some helpful tips on baptism. There's also some good um, scripture on the back. We have uh, cards on salvation as well. This is a great tool to help um, lead others to the Lord. Uh, are you leading others to Jesus? Come on, we got to be fishers of men. Put some of these in your purse, fold them up in your pocket. We got to win souls to Jesus. And the last one we have right now is healing. How many of you enjoy uh, seeing Pastor Kent pray for and believe for healing at the end? Amen. 
Amen. This is a little card just to tell you what we believe, and there's some frequently asked questions on the back. We have those today in the foyer, and so if you would like to grab um, some of these cards, take them home, grab a bunch, pass them out. They're a lot of fun. Um, then the last thing is um, just a couple of, of announcements. Um, we have prayer and fasting. This time it's going to be a little bit different. Prayer and fasting, the first two days are going to be like normal. It's from 5.30 to 7, uh, to 7, 5.30 to 7 at the old location. Have you been to the warehouse? That's where it's going to be. And um, it will be um, those two nights, the first two nights, the October 5th and October 6th at the warehouse. And then the last day of prayer and fasting, that Saturday, October the 7th, is going to be here at Cornerstone, and it's going to be at 9 o'clock, uh, 9.30. It's going to be at 9.30 right here. So we're kind of merging our um, quarterly prayer and fasting with our monthly prayer meeting. So it's all going to be one. So five and six at the warehouse and seven right here. Um, join us. I believe that God does amazing things when we fast. I really do. So I want to encourage you, whatever you can do to fast, fast and, and see what God will do um, through you. And then this is the last one and the most exciting one. We're going to have a tent meeting, guys. We're going to have a tent meeting. An old-fashioned tent revival. I, I believe it's going to be powerful. I was reading in Exodus 33 today when Moses had the tent of meeting. And it says that right there in that tent, that's where God met him face to face. And I'm looking to meet God face to face during this camp meeting. I'm telling you, I'm believing for some things. Also, it's going to be in the parking lot of the new building at Destination Miracle, um, the new home for Regeneration National. Absolutely. Um, we, when we were thinking about um, our building program, and this is not a pitch, but when we were thinking about it, um, we were thinking, what would we call it? We thought about Destination Regeneration. But then we settled on Destination Miracle because I believe that this church building is going to be bigger than just Regeneration Nashville. I'm believing that this is going to be a place for the miraculous, where we're going to see God face to face. We're, he's going to do exceedingly, abundantly, above what? we could ask or think. Come on, signs, wonders, and miracles. I'm believing for it. We're going to have Pastor Karen Wheaton from The Ramp. We're going to have um, evangelist Tony Suarez with us. And um, I don't know what the weather's going to be like. We're just going to be under there believing for cool and dry. Amen. <laughs> So share it on Facebook. Bring your friends. There's no cost. There's no charge. We just want you to come, and we want you to be blessed. Um, so that just leaves me to our speaker today, which is um, Pastor Harry Saylor. Oh, my goodness. Yes, yes. Let me tell you, I adore this man. Um, I grew up. Um, go into their house all the time. My parents evangelized there. They planted a church in Winfield, Alabama called Faith Fellowship, and they pastored there for 40 years. They pioneered that work. And um, before God ever called them to Nashville, I was 27. I was crazy pregnant with Adele, and he drove all the way here and ordained me um, on a Sunday morning. That was Pastor Harry. So this couple have been anchors in my life, and they're anchors in this church. And I believe that you're going to hear a powerful word straight from the throne today. So will you welcome Pastor Harry Saylor? Yes. Hallelujah.
Y'all, if you'll just stay, thank y'all, thank y'all. If you're wearing glasses, they're okay. Contacts are okay. Anybody online, your screen's okay. (laughs) I'm going to ask you to stand, and uh, we're going to read the Word of the Lord together, like Pastor Kent uh, does. And uh, I just want to say quickly that this is a sacred honor and space for me today. For him, for he and Pastor Candy to trust me in this moment to speak to his flock, that uh, I honor that and honor them. And so we're thankful. We are thankful for relationships, aren't we? I said we're thankful for relationships. I want to share a passage of Scripture. We're going to read it together, maybe on the screen, uh, from Matthew 24. You're very familiar with this. Uh, but I want you to hear it. How many know sometimes we hear Scripture to the point that we become deaf to it? We read it, but it's like it doesn't speak to us. So I'm going to pray that as we read this together, that the Holy Spirit quickens it, makes it alive in all of our hearts together. I'm actually going to pick up at verse number uh, 3 where Jesus is talking to his disciples. They've asked him a question about end times. And he answers, Now as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately and said, Tell us, when will these things be, and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, will deceive many. You will hear of wars, rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines, pestilence, earthquakes in various places. All these things are the beginning of sorrows. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation. They'll kill you. Uh, You will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. Then many will be offended, will betray one another, hate one another. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. I read all that to get to this last verse. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all nations, and then the end shall come. If we've got that up there, would you read that out loud with me right now? And Our mission and our mandate is in this verse. This gospel, the gospel of the kingdom, must be preached into all the world. So, Father, we ask you today for the grace that rests upon this house, the grace, the anointing that rests upon the leaders of this house. May you cover us today. Holy Spirit, 
We give you freedom. We, we release ourselves and our expectations are in you today. So now, come and cover us, be with us, and speak to us in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. and you may be seated. Well, I don't know a couple of years ago that I necessarily expected to be standing here today. But the providences of God uh, is pretty amazing. How many also could say three or four years ago, you didn't think about being sitting where you're sitting right now? Come on. I want to see your hand. Let me look around. All of, so, so we're basically all in the same boat together. Uh, interestingly, I remember December 31st, 2017, it's an important day. Pastor Kent released a prophetic word at Rock Church in Virginia Beach. In fact, he wrote the prophecy out. He said, it's the first time I'd, I'd ever written out a prophecy in my life. So he wrote the prophecy out. And so Sandra and I, I if I'm not mistaken, we were actually watching. And uh, as he delivered that prophecy, which was an amazing problem. Nobody saw what he saw, and nobody was saying what he said. But when he talked about the NFL, when he talked about the uh, movie industry, when he talked about all the different things that God was going to deal with, and even to the point of shutting down, Sandra and I looked at each other and said, boys, he's done it this time. <laughs> he has done it this time. However, 2017 is a very important year. It marked the 500-year anniversary of the Reformation. How many knows that we're here today because October 31st, 1517, a Catholic monk by the name of Martin Luther, had got fed up with the way the church was going, and he tacked 95, I call this 95 complaints on the door of the church house in Worms, Germany. Now, it's very interesting. Throughout history, and I want you to kind of go with me here for a little bit. Now, y'all know it's going to be different, right? Okay, y'all know it, right? Okay, that's good. I just want, you know. So the whole idea behind Martin Luther tacking those 95 complaints that were legitimate on the wall was for the purification of the Catholic Church. He had no idea that in 2023 that you and I would be sitting in a building like this together. In fact, he didn't have any of us in mind when he did that. But I want to tell you something. God had something in mind. Much bigger than what he realized. Now, what I want you to just think about with me quickly is, how many knows that God is not a random God? Random is the theory of evolution. God is a God of order. He does everything. And God is, he's, I mean, aren't you glad he's consistent? 
He is, you know, I love what he says in James, that there is no variableness, there's no shadow of turning, there's no darkness in him. He is the same, in fact, Hebrews says, yesterday, today, and forever. He is that. Now, now so God works in ways. One of the ways that he works is in, he, he's a cycle God. How many knows that we're getting ready, we're uh, getting ready to change seasons? How many is glad to know that we're coming into fall? Especially after this heat of the summer, right? And how many knows what's going to follow fall is what? And after winter, and what after spring? So God works in cycles. He always works in cycles. Now, what we don't sometimes pick up in all of this is every 500 years since the call of Abraham, every 500 years, God has stirred something up in the earth. We're sitting at the hinge of a 500-year cycle right now. I want you to think about this. When God called Abraham, and he did tell him that, that your descendants are going to be in captivity for 430 years, but the call of God, was, God on Abraham was before that. So 500 years from the time of Abraham, God raised up a Moses. 500 years from the time of Moses, God uh, raises up another deliverer. He continues to do that every 500 years. I want you to know you are not just in one place right now. 500 years from Moses takes us to a little shepherd boy by the name of David. God's getting ready to establish his kingdom. I want to say it again. God's getting ready to establish his kingdom and he raises up a little shepherd boy that doesn't look like much other than he is ruddy, he is good looking, but he's the eighth son. And God's getting ready to do something that has never been done like he's going to do it with this little ruddy boy. 500 years later, which is interesting, and it, it lands us right in the middle of Babylon, the captivity. You know, some people would say COVID has been a terrible thing. It has been. But I want to say that God has used it. How many knows that God, I'm just going to say this, God uses the devil. Come on. I said he does. He just, uses, he just uses. And so Israel goes into captivity. Somebody said it's a terrible thing. No, no, no. They came out of captivity and were free of idol worship forever. God refined their faith in their captivity. God refined everything about them during that time uh, when it looked like that they were being destroyed. They were simply going through, and let me just say it at a broad swipe here, they were going through a refining process so that God could accomplish his purpose. I want you to think about where we're at. 
500 years from Babylon takes us to what's called the great transformation. And that's the birth of Jesus. You know, I love the way God does things. He takes a little virgin girl. God don't have to have a whole lot. I don't know about you, I'm pretty glad about that. I said, I'm pretty glad about that. He takes a little virgin girl and visits her by the power of the Holy Spirit, conceives in her womb a son that the Bible says, Isaiah said, this son is going to have the government upon his shoulders and of the increase of his kingdom, there shall be no end. Oh, my, I'll go quick here, uh, just, but, but you've got to get this. Do you understand? From Abraham, Moses, Moses to David, Babylon to the birth of Christ. 500 years later, there is another with Gregory the Great, the, mon, uh, the monastic period of time. From that 500 years, it takes us up to 1,000 A.D. and the Great Schism. The church, Catholic church, splits west and east. Now, and then the 1517, the Great Reformation. Now, so here's what I want to say. We're at this point that we need to embrace the times and seasons that we're in. I'm going to give you three things. So I'm three things guy. I'm going to give you three, 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 okay? The season, the times and seasons that we're in, I think, can certainly be, it may be broader than this, but I think this is a pretty good way to say it. How many knows we're in a time of hostility? And we'd say down in Alabama, we've lost home field advantage. We used to have home field advantage, but the truth of the matter is we don't have that today. It's a time of hostility. Secondly, and I love this, Pastor Kim's been talking about this, we're in a time, season of harvest. Isn't it interesting how that you can hold two truths that are contradictory in simultaneously? We've got hostility, but we've got harvest. And then the third thing that I think that we're in, and I, I, I absolutely believe this, is a time of holiness. So I want to say it again. Hostility, harvest, and holiness. Now, I said we've got to embrace. I believe we've got to embrace this moment. I like what Jesus said. He's coming to the time of the cross. He's talking to his disciples. And in John 12, 27, he says this, my soul is troubled, but what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. Then he makes this statement, but for this purpose, I come to this hour. I want to say this over every person in this room, wall to wall, across this place. You have come to this hour for this purpose and, and this time. Do you believe that? 
I'm telling you, I believe everything is waste. I don't think God, let me just say this. God doesn't waste anything in your life. He wastes nothing. But I passed, Sandra and I pastored 40 years, actually more than that, been 50 years in the ministry. But I'm going to tell you, I'm more excited about this moment than any time. And I, I love what I've done. I love the serving that we've been able to serve. But I'm going to tell you, this hour is our hour. This is our time. This is our moment. And we must recognize it's not just another. Come on. It's not just another time. This is not another church. Come on. I'm speaking that. I, and I believe that with everything that's within me. So let me. Oh, in fact, I want to say this. We were made for this time. Man, I'm, you know, I used to think about, boy, what would it been like to be in, in the first century? I'm going to tell you, there's a lot, first century people say, boy, what it's going to be like? What would it have been like to be in the 21st? God has appointed you and I. When I think about that God would have the confidence to let us be the ones, are you listening? I'm telling you guys, look, 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 look. I'm going to get carried away. I want, you, I want you to get this. Could you imagine being in, in the time of Abraham? Could you imagine being in the time of Moses? Could you imagine being in the time of David? How about imagining the time of Daniel? Well, how about imagining this time? It's no less significant it's no less significant than any time. In fact, it may be the most significant time in all of history. And you have called, God's called you with the purpose of it. And this gospel of the kingdom must be preached in all the world. My goodness. And you know what's doing? It's happening right now. We're sitting here in this room, but there's a hundred nations that's tapped into here. That is not a normal church. This is not, when Pastor Kent says this is not a normal church, it doesn't mean you're abnormal. <laughs> what it does mean that this is a unique moment. A unique moment. And you know what? I want to drain the cup of this moment to every last drop. And I think we're going to. So we're made for this moment. I like what Job said. You know, he, I, of course, I did a study not long ago on, on, the, on the book of Job, I, and I don't know why. I just got in it and couldn't get out of it. Uh, but I, what I found out was the book of Job is actually a, a book of hope. Now, let me just say, so Job said this, in the midst of everything that's going on, I'm wondering how many would agree with, with Job, I know my Redeemer lives. I know my Redeemer lives. And I love what he says, and in the end, he shall stand on the earth. Now, I'm getting ready to go out on a limb here. I'm getting ready to be way more vulnerable than I want to be. And either this is going to go really good or really bad. And if it goes really bad, it will be really short. 
How many can remember <clears throat> an old folk spiritual that simply says this, and I can't sing and I can't dance, and that's the reason this could go bad. I, let me just say it. I won't say it. He's got the whole. Let's say it again. He's got the whole. How many knows he's got you and me, brother? Come on. How many knows he's got the little bitty baby? Come on. How many knows he's got the wind and the rain? How many knows he's got everybody in here? Let's relax. Come on. I said, let's relax. He's got us in his hand. Oh, my, my, my. Well, y'all are being really kind. You know, this year, every now and then we need to kind of reflect a little bit. We get so caught up in what's happening in the moment, we miss what may have happened. You know, January 2023 started. Now, I, I like to watch football. I'm not going on any particular team here. I'm just saying I'm from Alabama. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, but I love to watch football. Uh, not crazy about the NFL, but it's okay. But you know what happened January 2nd? The uh, Cincinnati Bengals were playing the Buffalo Bills. And one of their safeties made a hit and uh, got up and immediately fell. His heart stopped. How many remembers? Anybody remember that? His heart stopped. Well, <clears throat> I'm not a doctor. Uh, boy, I'm tempted to say something there. I'm not. I'm not a doctor. But I will say this, that I'm pretty sure when your heart stops, you're dead. Right there on that floor of that NFL stadium, there is a dead safety, 24 years old, with his heart stopping. Now, granted, and I'm going to give, I'm gonna give the, the, the medical team did an amazing thing, but I'm going to tell you something. All of a sudden, it was okay. Anybody? Whoa. All of a sudden, it was okay. And 50-some thousand people went from spectating a, a football game to a prayer meeting. God can do some things. And raise, listen to me, we may very well have seen God raised somebody from the dead and we didn't even recognize it for what it was. Come on. Well, hey, how about this? Then uh, I just jotted down a few things. Here's what's even crazy, I, and I don't think I'm going to get his name right, but there it was an ESPN sports analyst by the name of Dan Orlovsky. I'm saying it the best I can. The next day on his program, he just stops the program and said, we're going to pray for Damar. Right there, national television bows his head. And in the name of Jesus, are you hearing me? In the name of Jesus, he prays a prayer. National TV, I'm telling you, we're in a moment. We're in a moment. 
This is not just another time. We didn't even get out of that good. We didn't even get out of that good. And the next thing we know, February, there's a revival that breaks out. A prayer revival breaks out at Asbury College in Wilmore, Kentucky. A little old bitty place that has been a revival hot spot. What kind of revival? No big speaker. In fact, Sandra and I went back and listened to the chapel and I thought, I could have done better. (laughs) Not really. I didn't really say that. I did probably think it, but I didn't say it. What happened? Gen Z is on their face crying out to God. We were fortunate. We were in Ohio at the time doing a marriage conference. We came back through on Sunday. Here's the crazy thing. So I didn't know exactly how to get in there. So we put Siri in. I don't know how you are, but I have a love-hate relationship with Siri. Anyway... Siri was on that Sunday because got us right in. Now, we didn't get in the chapel, but it took us all the way in. We're there on the grounds. 20,000 people waiting eight-plus hours to get in that chapel to pray. Don't run, John. Wherever he's at. But I'm about to. Are you hearing? Is the Spirit of the Lord saying anything? Are you hearing what's going on? Listen, guys, this is 2023. Come on. Not only there, happened at Samford University in Alabama. Alabama. And and I think may have at 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 a college in Texas as well. So, look, there's a generation, and Pastor Ken has been saying this, y'all. There's a generation that's hungry for the real. They're not going to satisfy with the fluff and puff. They want something that will change and transform their lives. And listen, you can't make people pray. They got to want to pray. And if they want to pray, it's because God is putting the want to in them to pray. So this breaks out. Next thing you know, you got the movie. It's February still. We're not even out. We're not even through a quarter of the year. The next thing's happening. They released the Jesus Revolution movie. Incredible. They thought, it'll be all right. No, 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 no. It broke all box office expectations. And let me just say, since then, there's been hundreds, maybe thousands, that's went back to Pirate Cove where the baptisms first happened, and they're going into the Pacific Ocean to be baptized. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I'm telling you right now, we're in the middle of something. This is a hinge point. I'm telling you, it's a change. And listen to me, I believe this with everything within me. It's not just an awakening. awakening, it is a Reformation, it's going to transform. It is absolutely going to transform this culture if we will lay hold of this. Now, now, oh God, I haven't been doing this like this on Sunday while I'm about to get out of breath. 
just after that, what about in July, the release of uh, The Sound of Freedom? Hollywood don't know what to do with this. No, 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 they don't know what to do. Why? God's up to something bigger. Huh? And, and now, you know, I told you I'm an Alabama fan. This somewhat hurts me a little. But this past week, Auburn University had a gathering. Had a gathering of worship night. 5,000 students. 5. Count them. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. 5,000 students show up for a night of worship, but it doesn't stop there. They get into that. One of the ball players, one of the football players said, I want to be baptized. The next thing you know, spontaneously, 200 students go out of the building. And this is what blows my mind. They got a pastor and a head football coach that's out there baptizing kids are you hearing? I'm telling you, God is up to something bigger. He's up to something bigger and greater than our imaginations have ever got a hold of. Oh, come on, give him some praise. Give him some praise. Woo. Wow. Okay, I'm about done. I'm going to go really quick here. And there's, nobody's pushing me. I want to give you, the, I told you I was giving you threes, right? There is three common denominators that has been a part of every move of God in history. Three. The first one is prayer. That's the reason October 4, 5, and 6 is so important. Prayer is the precursor to a move of God. Every, throughout history, prayer was the first. The second was a return to the Bible. And I like this, preaching the holy scriptures. I'm going to say that again. I like it. Preaching the holy scripture. I'm telling you, that's what we need. That's what you get here at Regeneration, by the way. You know that the preaching, returning to the Scripture, the Bible, and preaching. And the third is the return of the supremacy and sovereignty of the Lord Jesus Christ. How many knows this afternoon, He is Lord? Come on. He is. He is. He is Lord. Now, Jesus. Mm -mm -mm. I want to touch this because of where we are. This is going to sound like a long time ago, but how many knows time travels pretty quick? 1727, there was a small community of believers 
that were in exile from their country of Moravia because they were Christians and Moravia was Catholic and they were being persecuted. They left there and went to a, a, across the border into Hernhut, Saxony, which was actually Germany. They become known as the Moravians. 1727. They had, a, it sounded like a church to me. They had a lot of discord. Dissension, bickering, fighting. Not this church, but others I've known. I want you to get it. And they didn't know if they was going to make it or not. But a count that was a wealthy landowner, had an estate, granted them a place to live there. Said on August 13th, I like it when they got a date to it. Said on August 13th, the leader, John Huss, and the, and the count, Zinzin. Zendorf, I think that's what it is, said, we got to pray. They called a prayer meeting. They said, during that prayer meeting, the Holy Spirit moved. We had our Pentecost. Signs, wonders, miracles. We come out of that prayer meeting with a supernatural love for one another, a supernatural love for the Scripture, and a supernatural love for Jesus. And out of that, they established the first 24-7 prayer movement that lasted not a week, not a month, not a year, but a hundred years. And in a matter of about 65 years, they sent out over 300 missionaries. Now, the, now, I will say this. It's just this between us, right? I don't know you're going to say a whole lot to Pastor Candy about 24-7. <laughs> she can pray you to death. Maybe not. It's not bad. But that prayer movement launched missions, and this gospel of the kingdom must be preached in all the world. Then the end shall come. Their motto was, may the lamb who was slain receive, come on, the reward of his suffering. Everybody in here is the reward of the suffering slain lamb. I would just, just to help you, my goodness, that clock's moving. Uh, just to help you, it wasn't from 1727 in the little place called Hernhut, Germany. In the Americas, there was a couple of three preachers. There was a George Whitfield. There was a Jonathan Edwards. Even John and Charles Wesley was praying and brought to the America, 1730, 1740, what is known as the Great Awakening. Can I tell you, there may not have been an America as we know it without that Great Awakening. Now let me say also this, the second Great Awakening saved the soul of America and brought an end to slavery. Anybody hearing what I'm saying? I'm telling you, we're at a point we're at a time, and you have been picked 
for this purpose, for this moment, in this building and online, hear me now. You have purpose beyond breath. Come on. Now, let me finish. Uh, in all of these, the Welsh revival, I was, I was thinking about Pastor Nick and the youth. You realize the Welsh revival began in a little youth prayer meeting on a Wednesday night after church because the adults wouldn't let them have it during church. Good news. My goodness. I, I think I can, can we do those? So let me say. When COVID hit, we were on track to evangelize the nations by 2033. According to missiologists, 2033, they thought we can reach the nations. 2035, they said we believe that we can have the Bible translated into every language. So I'm going to tell you, COVID hit do a couple of things, maybe to purify us. Secondly, it may have been because the enemy saw that we were on the verge of bringing this gospel of the kingdom, come on, to the ends of the earth. And when that happens, I'm going to tell you what, the king himself is coming back to claim his kingdom. Now, look, look at this real quick. Can we put that up? This, I, I just want you to see this if we can on the harvest. Are we anywhere close? Well, let me just tell you what it is. They may get it up in a minute. In 2000, okay, here we are. In 2000, there was 1.8 billion Christians. By 2023, 2.5 billion Christians. I want you to know, uh, and you may say, well, I don't see that here in the United States. The United States is only one of 17 nations around the world that people aren't being born again as, as much as, as, as there is the birth rate. Rest of the world, I'm telling you, this has happened. Look at this. Look, look at this in Africa. You know, Pastor Ken's been talking about Africa. In Africa, there's 384 uh, million Christians today. There is 718 million Christians. Come on. Now, I don't, listen, I don't, Gordon Cromwell uh, does the counting, and I'm going to trust them. I'm not counting. Asia, 2,000, 281 million Christians. 2023, 407 million Christians. Come on. Asia. And I love this. Bibles. Bibles. 2,000, they were being printed at 54 million a year. 2023, 95 million Bibles as being printed. I'm telling you right now, this thing is speeding up. I believe the king's getting ready to come, but I'm going to tell you, it's up to me, it's up to you to see that this gospel is preached in all the world. And then, it's been hard for me to get away from Hebrews 12, where the writer says, after listening what we call the heroes of faith, in Hebrews 11, Hebrews 12 says, Wherefore, seeing we are encamped about with so great a cloud of witnesses. All right, this holiness. I've talked about hostility. Yeah. 
Harvest, yes. Holiness. Wherefore, seeing we are encamped about with so great a cloud of witness. That's the reason I want to talk about the Moravians. That's the reason I want to talk about a John Wesley. Why I want to talk about a John Edwards. Why I want to talk about a Charles Finley. What, fin, yeah, fin, Finney. Why I want to talk about a Billy Graham. Why I want to talk about seeing we are encamped about with so great a cloud of witness. Let us lay aside every weight, every sin that does so easily beset us and let us look on to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured, despised the shame and endured the cross. And I like the next verse. So don't get weary and don't get discouraged. Are you hearing me? Don't you get weary, discouraged. If you do, you're not looking at him who endured such contradiction of sinners and hostility against himself. For he's calling us. Because you know why? We've not resisted the blood. So let me just say, get your feelings off your shoulders. Get over yourself. Come on. Get over yourself. And let's look at him who endured, in, I don't even know if I can get it out, endured what he did so that you and I could be in this moment and have the opportunity to do and be a part of an end time kingdom declaring him Lord in all the earth. Would you just stand with me? Oh, my. Mm-mm-mm. Wow. How many is hearing what the Holy Spirit's saying to us today? Come on. My, my, my. Your purpose. Your purpose. Father, should I say, get me out of this? No, but for this purpose, I came. For this purpose, you were born. I want to speak this over every person in here. I'm reminded of Jeremiah. God said, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Hear me? Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Now I just know you. I had an assignment for you. And I have an anointing for you. Hmm. What are you going to do? You're going to root out. You're going to tear down. And then you're going to build up. Sounds like today. And a lot of us are like Jeremiah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't know if I can help. Well, let me just say this. The Lord said, I'm going to be with you. I'm going to anoint you. And I'm going to enable you. Because it's not by might. It's not by strength. Come on. But by my spirit, says the Lord. Oh, God. I'm going to ask the prayer partners to come quickly, quickly, quickly. Come on, y'all. My goodness. Y'all, y'all should be dangerous today. Come on, prayer partners. Come on. My goodness. We're going to pray. We're going to release this thing. Again, I just want to say, 
thank you to pastors Kent and Candy for allowing me this moment to share with you what I'm asking right now. Not because I think there's any kind of discord, no, 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 or dissent, no, but oh God, Holy Spirit, would you blanket this place like you did 1727 on August 13th when you came you rested upon those people praying in her. They had no idea what you were getting ready to do and how you were getting ready to use them. But your Holy Spirit came. Supernatural love. Supernatural love. Supernatural love. Come on, supernatural love. Supernatural love for the scripture, a supernatural love for their Lord and Savior. Sweep over this building today. Sweep over this room today. Sweep over the, the, the airways. Sweep over us today. That we might come to the moment and purpose that you called us. Now, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to invite you. Let me just say this. The writer of Hebrews said, lay aside every weight and sin. It's time we drop some things. Time we let some things go. It's time that we walk away from some things that, that, and the, the scripture says that hinders us. We've got prayer partners up here today. And if you would like somebody to pray with you if you've never been born again Jesus said if you confess me before men I will confess you before my father in heaven oh I, I encourage every person in here today confess him and let God confess you before the father so I'm going to release you right now if there's any need in your life I'm going to in fact can we just do this for a moment? As Pastor Jazz has come, can we come and have a moment? Let's come have a prayer meeting. Can you do that? Come on. All across the room, you're welcome to come. Come on. Let's have a prayer meeting. Just a short. We're not going to hold you past eight or nine. Come on. Come on. Let's cry out for what we're believing God for in this moment. Come on. Let's pray. You are here. You are here, moving in our midst. I worship you. I worship. Come on, church. You are here, working, working in this place. I worship you. I worship. Say with. the darkness my god that is who you are your way maker way maker miracle worker promise keep light in the darkness my god that is who you are you are here you are here turning lives turning lives I worship you. 
as I began to pray over this service, I felt the Lord say that there have been distractions from the enemy. I believe that, that there have been distractions that have come to wear out the saints. How many know the book of Revelation says that the enemy has come down with great wrath, knowing that he hath but a short time. Come on, Jesus is coming. God is moving. Let me tell you, God is doing a new thing in the earth today. And the enemy wants to come and distract you. And the enemy wants to come and wear you out and put heaviness on you. But let me tell you, there is a remedy. There is a remedy. He gives us the garment of praise, hallelujah, for the spirit of heaviness. So I want you to lift your hands. And let's begin to pray in the name of Jesus. God, I take authority in the Holy Ghost today over every spirit of distraction. God, that has come against the body of Christ and the minds of the saints. And I take authority over it in the name of Jesus. God, I pray clear vision. God, a spirit of discernment. God, to be upon the minds of your people. Oh, God, I pray, Lord, that you would begin to make our vision clear for our eyes are fixed on you god i take authority over every spirit of heaviness god that has come to wear out your people lord in the name of jesus come on church intercede i feel it i feel it in the holy ghost i rebuke every spirit of heaviness god that has come against your people and lord i pray god that the burden break 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 in jesus name oh god that every burden be broken in the name of jesus and God, I speak liberty, God, that you've come to set liberty to the captive, oh God. And I pray liberty and freedom upon your people. Come on, church, and give them the praise. Hallelujah. Come on, thank you for what he's doing. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. That is who? That is who you. Come on, declare it today. say only God only God can do this thing would you lift your hand I'm believing for a miracle this house is believing for a miracle I believe that the angel is stirring the waters today in the Holy Ghost and this is the hour of visitation somebody say yes come on say this is the hour of visitation come on declare it this is the hour say this is my hour this is my hour so let's begin to pray over those miracles. Now, Lord, in Jesus' name, God, you see every miracle, God, that your people are believing for. And God, today we declare it done. We declare it so in the name of Jesus. God, that every assignment and attack of the enemy that has come to thwart the miracle that you're doing, God, we take authority over it in the name of Jesus. God, we say no weapon, no weapon formed against us shall prosper. And every tongue that rises in judgment, we will condemn for this is the heritage of the saints. God, we thank you for the miracle. Lord, we thank you. God, we call it in from the north and the south and the east and the west. 
God, we call in our prodigal children back in the name of Jesus. Come on, church, we call in our prodigal children. Lord, we call in finances. God, Lord, we pray that you would provide. You are Jehovah Jireh. You are Jehovah Jireh. God, I pray that you would move every mountain and do it today in the name of Jesus. Boy, I believe the Holy Ghost is in the house. Hallelujah. Did you enjoy that word from Pastor Harry? Wow, what a word. What a word. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Harry, for, for giving us such wisdom and such truth. Are you glad you came to church today? Man, I'm glad I came. Hallelujah. I want you to make sure and hug, what, five people. You got, you got five fingers on one hand, so you got to hug five people. Tell them you love them. I love you. Pastor Kim and Pastor Candy will be back next week. So I want you to find a friend between now and then. Bring him to the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. Come on. God is still doing great things. And next week is going to be powerful. I love you so much. God bless you. You're dismissed.